Here we are in 1 Peter 3, 10 to 12. And the concern that I have for us in these verses is what kind of life does God bless? And I mean bless now and bless forever in heaven. And what kind of life does God turn against? Turn against now and turn against forever. And can we even as Christians who have trusted Christ think in those terms of being promised blessing now and forever as an incentive and being warned that if we live a certain way, God will be opposed to us now and forever. Are those categories that we should even use as Christians? So that's, that's where we're going, and we're going to simply look at the way this passage here is structured in order to answer that question, the logic of this passage and its individual pieces. So, Father, we don't want to get this wrong. We don't want to be people who uh, are driven by fear and try to work our way into heaven. That would be so contrary to Christ and his gospel. And yet, we don't want to be blind to the warnings and the promises that are held out to us for life lived a certain way. So, Show us now and help us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Whoever desires, this is a quote from uh, Psalm 34. We've seen this before in another text, but I wanted to look at it for itself now. So he's quoting Psalm 34. You can tell by this that he's arguing for verse 9, uh, which had gone before, but I just want to look at it for itself. Whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So let's get the structure before us. Whoever desires to love life and see good days... So that's a, a positive future held out to us. Let him, and then he gives a whole group of commands. They go to right here. So let's go ahead and kind of block all that off. How many are there? Let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit and let him turn away from evil and let him uh, do good, let him seek peace and let him pursue peace. So six commands that we're given if we want to love life and see good days. So that the logic is, if you live this way, this will happen. If you live this way, you'll see good days and love life. Now, how does the structure continue? Four. Okay, now he's going to give another incentive or argument for why we should live this way. Because the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. 
and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So if you want to think of it this way, um, there's a carrot and a stick here. How many ways does he express the carrot? Whoever desires to love life, whoever desires to see good days, whoever wants the eyes of the Lord on him, and whoever wants the ears of the Lord open to their prayer, then live this way. But if you don't live that way, the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So this is the stick. And this and that are the carrot. So I conclude from the logic of this passage that it is absolutely right to think this way. Uh, let's put it down. Um, a life lived, a life lived in love has God's blessing. And a life of deceit is opposed. This is one is opposed by God. The Lord is against those who do evil like that. And we are to be motivated to have God's blessing, and we are to be warned and flee away from God's opposition because that's the way he argues here. Now let's look at a couple of details. Let me clear this away here for you. This is a strange phrase, desire to love life. Love here doesn't mean do good to life. It means right, enjoy life. You say, I love hot fudge Sundays. You mean you enjoy them. So whoever desires to enjoy life, and good days would be the opposite of evil days when everything is ruinous and destructive. So if you want to see days that bring good into your life and you want to see days that are enjoyable, then... This is the way you're going to live. How we live determines whether we have joy or whether we have destructive evil experiences, whether we, we experience life as, as destroying and, and evil. If we want life to be good for us and we want life to be a joy for us, then we're going to keep our tongue from evil. And what kind of evil does he have in mind? Well, specifically, he says, lips from speaking deceit. Deceiving people is evil. You don't love people when you deceive them. You, you are advancing your own purposes at their expense when you deceive them. That's the evil you're to turn away from and do good 
which means we don't just live a life of avoidance. We don't just turn away from things. Christians do good. We actively speak truth, not just avoid deceit. We actively pursue peace. We're peacemakers. We don't return evil for evil. We strive in as much as it lies within us, like Paul says, to be people of peace and truth and goodness because we want the eyes of the Lord upon us, which raises the question of whether or not that's according to the gospel. And we've, we've seen before that when Paul, I mean, when Peter says that Christ bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness, shows that righteousness, righteous living like we see here, his, his eyes are upon the righteous. Righteous living is a fruit of the death of Christ, and it's a fruit of being united to Christ. We don't work our way into union with Christ. It's said again here in chapter 1, you were ransomed from your futile ways, not just from the guilt of sin, but ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things like silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb uh, without blemish or spot. So when Christ's blood was shed for us, we were ransomed, not just from hell, but from a certain kind of life. Namely, we were ransomed from speaking with deceit. We were ransomed from speaking evil. We were ransomed from doing evil deeds and being unrighteous and going against peace. So the point is that, yes, we can be motivated by the promise of enjoying God in life and seeing good days rather than evil, destructive days. And we can be motivated by his eyes being upon us and his ears open to our prayer and we can be motivated by the warning and fear that the Lord is against those, not because we are working our way into his favor, but because we honor the precious blood of Christ that died to make us this way. 